0: I-V-M.
1: Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I'm Ashtim, doctor, your Habit Coach. And today with us, we have Dr. Vijay. We're discussing tinnitus and it's World Tinnitus Awareness Month. So it is something that we are very excited to share because millions of people suffer from this and suffer in silence. I'm putting air quotes right now because it's actually a phantom noise that we hear in our ear. I would suggest you first listen to part one and then come back and listen to part two so that there's a flow that you can have. And our guest today is Dr. Vijay. So, doctor, the something interesting. I don't know if, if this happens to patients or not. I'm just sharing an experience with you. Yes. I have a ringing sound that happens. Like I said, I was there, bomb blast during one of those Diwali's. But yes. whenever I'm in a heightened state, so for example, you know, like something is happening and I'm like probably like, you know, the little adrenal releases taking Mm. place that's when I Mm. see it suddenly going flaring up and then coming back down so it's almost like in my head I see it as my early warning system something's happening are they related Mm. is it something that only
0: have you heard of this part before so I think I can correlate it with something related to increased blood flow as I told you whenever there is an increased blood circulation be it any cause Mm. so the sounds which are Uh, the normal blood flow, see normal blood flow in my body should be silent. I don't perceive blood flowing in my body but when it goes with extra velocity, can be in an excited state as you said or it can be in something like as I told you an example of anemia where the blood is more forced to rush with more velocity to compensate for the lack of hemoglobin, lack of oxygen carrying capacity. It has to rush oxygen to the body parts with more speed because it has less messengers which are the hemoglobin molecules. So this can be one of the explanations when you are in a heightened state of excitement, you can have a similar response like some blood sounds or you no know, rushing in your head, like how you feel, some no, an excitement running in your head, something like that. Interesting. So, doctor,
1: now, once you've identified or you've gone through the diagnosis aspect of it, how would you do the treatment of tinnitus? Does it ever completely go away? Is it always partial? What
0: happens? Okay, fine. So, the first part, as I told you, is to elicit the history and find out if there have been any precipitating or offending reasons. So, try to remove the reason, which can be in the form of a medical uh, reason, like I told you, hemoglobin anemia or it is the thyroid dysfunction which can cause, you know, stress in your body, thyroid uh, problems. Then uh, if there have been any drug intake for some infection which can be titrated or reduced or stopped and it can uh, give us some improvement in the tinnitus. But by and large, the maximum uh, battery of uh, medication which we use belongs to the vasodilator group. So the variation in the blood circulation is adjusted by using some vasodilators in my understanding how they help or how i explain it to our patients is uh, it helps to improve the blood circulation of your inner ear it helps to uh, you know kind of uh, improve the oxygenation wash off the toxins which are accumulating there it helps to regenerate to some extent the health of your neurons though the hearing often is not recovered fully and it remains static. But the sounds are mitigated to a last extent. And I have found reasonably good responses. As you said, it may not go away completely. But most of the clients or patients, they are happy if you are able to reduce the sounds to a tolerable level. Or it just becomes so mighty. It just stays in the background, like some background music. And we don't have to be bothered and disturbed by it day in and day out. And that helps us to help the patient by using some medication. The medication mostly is in the form of vasodilator medications, which help to improve the blood circulation. And sometimes, as I told you, some B12. B12 is usually a routine medication, which helps to improve the neural pattern, the neural transmission pattern, if I may use the word. So it helps to quieten the nerves and helps to give some kind of a relief in the symptoms. So usually it starts like reducing the loudness of the sound. I mean, the medical response to treatment is manifested or discrepancy. Again, we can't measure the response. We have to go by what the person says. But usually when they come back after a course of two weeks or three weeks, the usual uh, uh, satisfactory response which we get is that We have found it has helped to the extent that the sounds have become very less or sometimes the sounds have become less frequent. The loudness of the tinnitus has become reduced to the extent I'm able to tolerate it. So that is a very encouraging response and we encourage them. Yes, these are harmless medications. They are based on the physiology just to alter the neural and blood patterns and helps to improve your blood circulation, helps to uh, strengthen your nerves to some extent, helps to give more blood circulation, more blood flow or vasodilate your inner ear and it helps to mitigate and reduce the frequency of tinnitus. So this is one group of medications which help. The second group of medications which I told you, we use uh, drugs which are anxiolytics, drugs which are uh, antidepressants sometimes, milder doses and they help to allay the anxiety because For every symptom, there is the mind which also plays along with it. So when we are able to remove the anxiety, remove the fear, improve the sleep, make them sleep better, relax the muscles, relax the nerves, it gives some amount of improvement in tinnitus. There is a whole group of medications which are designed to do that. I don't want to talk about particular prescription drugs, which is not the right thing to do in such a podcast. So I just want to give a broader uh, perspective that the group of medications which are used are basically vasodilators, neurotropic agents, and sometimes muscle relaxants, anxiolytics. These are the usual pattern of medications which help in this. So that is the medical management part. Now we come to the other part, which is Confuse the brain by giving your own noise, which is called oh, as wow. yes. So the other pattern of treatment is to use some alternative noise, which we call as white band noise. Maybe as simple as something like you know keeping a transistor in in between two frequencies, so you get one flat noise like this something it. like that. So which we mm. call as a white noise. So that is one of the frequent methods of training and. Nowadays there have been some self-help apps also which give these kind of noises. So you just put on that noise and sleep and that noise and this noise gets cancelled. And this is called as tinnitus masking. So you fool the tinnitus by giving another noise and now the brain is confused. See, it's a perception issue. Tinnitus is totally a perception issue, especially if you have ruled out that there are no major tumors, no major causes. It is just some kind of a perception issue. So you confuse it by using another strategy, which is using a second line of noise, which are, there are ready-made devices also available, which you wear just like a Bluetooth device or a hearing device. And it. Called as a tinnitus masker. It generates a white band noise, and that flat noise sometimes neutralizes the tinnitus and helps to alleviate that. Interesting. This is the second line of treatment, which can be in the form of tinnitus masking or generating mm-hmm. alternate noise so that this noise and that noise gets cancelled. This is usually used in people who have not responded very well to medication, want something more or something which has been you know not to their satisfaction so we give this as an option now if there is a hearing loss associated if there is a hearing loss associated with the problem often supporting the hearing using a hearing amplifier or a hearing aid also helps to improve the sound signals from that ear so the brain balances it gets equal auditory inputs and somewhat it quietens the tinnitus and hearing aids are one of the treatment in patients who have been diagnosed to have significant hearing loss, which is the cause for the tinnitus. So, giving some hearing support will help the tinnitus.
1: It's so interesting that you need to add the sound into the ear instead of, yes. we normally would think of subtracting, yes. but you can't subtract yes. it because there's nothing to subtract.
0: Yes. So you have to give an alternate noise or give some hearing support so that uh, the cause for the tinnitus being hearing loss, the hearing support improves your auditory signals to the brain and the hearing noise gets cancelled because now the brain is satisfied. Oh, from the left ear also, I'm getting some equal sound. Nothing is wrong. I don't have to worry at all. So Mm -hmm. that helps in giving hearing support as a treatment for tinnitus. Now, coming next level, as I told you, it is a behavioral issue. So, we now have what we call as tinnitus training therapy or TRT. So, we have audiologists who are trained to do that. They give something like a cognitive therapy. Like, you know, you're trying to make them understand that this is not something which is dangerous. This is not something you have to be afraid of. This is not something, it's part of you. It's your own baby. Something, you know, it's like a psychotherapy along with the usage of uh, this uh, masking noise technique. So you combine both, which is done by specialists called audiologists. They give this tinnitus training therapy and they help to adjust the tinnitus in the patient's head by giving some amount of uh, uh, therapy along with the wideband noise Or the masking noise which helps to go for some kind of alleviation or some reduction in the symptoms. To some extent, all this gets reduced significantly. Can I, sorry, add one story to this before we get into the next one? Please
1: don't forget your thought though yes but it is exactly what I, what you were talking about you know i realized after a while that this noise is gonna be a part of me forever so i was like and it never leaves me so it's almost like my best friend so how do i use it instead of constantly wishing it was not there because if i wish it was not there it just keeps adding to my trauma that has happened in the past so yes. instead i said how can i use it as my best friend so i love for example when i'm meditating. I love listening to that sound as my focus point. Yes. Right. Beauty, when beautiful la- like place. I, like I said that, you know, when something why am I feeling agitated? My tinnitus suddenly pops up. I was like, ah, oh. oh, you're trying to be an early warning system for me. So oh. that's the way oh. that I've started playing around with
0: it instead of wishing that it was not there. Absolutely what you were saying. That's perfect. Perfect. So this is what exactly you're saying is what I'm also trying to emphasize that it's a behavioral issue or it's a perception issue so when teenagers retraining therapy helps it's very good you also have the next level of thinking or which we call as cognitive behavior therapy which is imparted by psychologists which is again completely tuning your mind just the way you said what is this is it going to you know be your enemy or is it going to be your friend how can you use it in your life how can you forget it and when your concentration is moved to something else and uh, you're able to live with it or you're able to Use it to your advantage, which is a part of CBT, we call it as Cognitive Behavior Therapy, in which there is some kind of a psychological training given through multiple therapy sessions. It doesn't happen in a single session. So multiple therapy sessions are done. This helps them to understand with the psychologist how to use this as a friend and not as an adversary, how to utilize this as a strength. And slowly when you move your mind out of it, you are able to get out of it. And this helps in one of the therapy methods for tinnitus. Then going further, similarly, breathing exercises, pranayama, yoga, all these are proven to be when it is a primary tinnitus, that means there is no secondary cause, there is no secondary damage which has happened, but there is a perception of tinnitus with no other specific reasons. Medication to some extent helps and these kind of alternative therapies, which include psychotherapy, behavior therapy, tinnitus training therapy, masking noise therapy, and sometimes even a psychological counseling and using it, as you said, as a strength, make it a battery in your life to use it for some energy a positive purpose rather than negative purpose so these are the various methods by which we can counsel especially when there is no other major cause like suppose you are finding something major like there is some aneurysm in the brain there is some blood vessel which is ready to burst or there is some tumor you have to refer to the respective surgeons for managing it so those are secondary causes which need separate treatment based on the finding in the investigation but when all that is not there we have to use these primary methods for taking the patient depending on the level of response which they give the level of alleviation which they get we will be able to take them from one to the other and this helps to Get them rid of their problems. So beautiful.
1: So I was just gonna say, like, also pranayama would probably help in vasodilation and yes, that light was yes. breathing through yoga your nose. It's a fantastic a big thing.
0: Yes, it's scientifically proven to remove each and every lifestyle disease. There is an answer in yoga. There is nothing which can't be, you know, alleviated by yoga. I myself practice suri namaskar and you know other forms of yoga, which is a life-altering experience. If you have to, you know, experience it to understand its importance. And similarly, as I told you, breathing exercises, what does yoga do? It basically improves blood circulation from head to foot. It is a vasodilator by itself. So that again washes off the toxins, removes the negativity, improves the blood circulation, helps the organ to get
1: suffused. So
0: these are uh, the proven treatments which we are already using. Now coming to experimental uh, or futuristic ideas Mm. and uh, what we have been studying or uh, experiments and trials are being done. We have uh, done what is called as a functional MRI. So what is a functional MRI? See, MRI is an image. Now a functional MRI is something in which they are detecting that part of the brain which is getting active during tinnitus. And research has proven that there is something called as the caudate nucleus, which is one of the parts of the brain, which has shown some kind of vigorous activity when you do a functional MRI in patients with tinnitus. So, lot of uh, research is going on, though it is not FDA approved, we are not bringing it into practice, that some kind of a stimulation or some kind of an implant which is put in that active area, which is giving you that sensation of tinnitus, which is called as uh, a deep brain stimulation. So the deeper part of the brain, which is identified as an active uh, component participating in this perception of tinnitus, that is quietened by giving some kind of uh, an implant in that area, which is implanted and left there to quieten the area. Just how therapies are coming for diseases like Parkinsonism, they are finding the dopamine secreting area is given some implant to reduce or regulate the secretion of dopamine, which controls your nervous system and the muscles in Parkinsonism. Similarly, uh, chordate nucleus brain stimulation, it is uh, in experimental stages. Maybe we may have some answers in our lifetime possibly to see if that can be a promising uh, therapy for distressing tinnitus. That again will have very strict indications. Anybody who has gone through everything and is totally unable to control that, we will have to think of that as a futuristic option. Again, another option similar to that is some kind of a transmagnetic stimulation. You put some magnetic electrode, something like you say acupressure for example. So, or you do magnetic therapy. This also has got some kind of a futuristic trend and transmagnetic stimulation of the scalp. gives Suppose it's on the left side or the right side. You give some kind of alternative therapy and it helps to alleviate the symptom or reduce the perception of tinnitus. See, all these are all perceptions. See, how do you get relief from headache by putting on Amritanjan balm? It doesn't cure your headache. It gives you a counter sensation, which is more powerful than the headache. This is called as the gate therapy in physiology of the brain. So when you give a counter sensation, the brain takes over that sensation, forgets the first sensation. So this is uh, the principle on which all these alternative therapies are or the futurist, I won't say alternative, sorry, they are a scientific uh, experiments which are being done all over the world in important centers. And hopefully we'll hear about them in India very soon, giving some kind of a respite or a futuristic you know, option for tinnitus treatment.
1: So interesting. I like the way that it is making the sound or the pain different. So you forget about what the original stimulation yes, was it's
0: like this is the principle of all treatments my dad
1: used to joke about this when we were in the swimming pool and we suddenly got a cramp in our foot he would whack us and he was like see this is painting more than the foot now you've forgotten about the foot see <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> so this is gait therapy at its best <laughs> give a counter sensation and you forget the original sensation
1: give the counter sensation
0: before going ahead we'll take a
1: quick break All right, we are back. Doctor, what can we do to prevent it from happening? So say there are people who are listening who are like saying, that, oh, I don't have tinnitus. What are lifestyle things that we can do to prevent it from happening? What are things that we can do to take care of it from now onwards?
0: You have to take care of your ears. Basically, that is the commonest origin of tinnitus. So whatever... And nobody think...
1: thinks about them at all, right? We just no, take it not not for granted not. till we can't yeah. hear.
0: Now, see, I've given very simple examples to patients. Nowadays, we have these earphones... Uh, or you're uh, connected to your uh, mobile phone, for example, you have a marker. When you're crossing the volume beyond a point, it says, are you sure you want to go beyond that? There is a red and a green zone in your volume. So that is one way of understanding the problem. Like If you can regulate your exposure to loud noise, limited, yes, you should enjoy music to some extent, but keep it within uh, tolerable limits see your hand is made to lift say for example 50 kg if you lift 200 kg with your arm is it not going to fracture the ear is much more delicate than that so if you subject it to a noise level which is beyond its capacity it's going to get ruptured the eardrum may rupture or your uh, uh, hearing fibers may start decaying this leads to noise. Basically, I would say in one word, a noise hygiene. So that should be the best primitive strategy for tinnitus. Of course, other things are very specific like use of particular drugs and although that's not in our control, but in our lifestyle, I think if you can do one thing, practice judicious usage of music and headphones, practice uh, noise hygiene in a way that you are not exposed to prolonged loud music at intolerable levels and avoid any kind of prolonged insults to your ear anything to do with chronic
1: inflammation anything to do with supplements that you can take that help with any of this uh,
0: to prevent it from taking place preventive i don't think so it has much role but yes curative definitely as i told you b vitamin b12 supplements antioxidants definitely help to some extent in alleviating the neural symptoms and help your uh, regeneration of the lost fibers to the extent that they cry less. Mm-hmm. This is how I explain. No? It's like you are assaulted them. Now they are going to cry. You bear with it. So it's soothing it more than preventing yes, it in that, yes, in that context. Yes. So it helps to soothe and regenerate the uh, lost fibers to the extent that they are able to reduce the noise input from the ears to the brain. Interesting.
1: What about things like uh, noise cancellation, active noise cancellation headphones? Do they make a
0: difference? Do they not make a difference? Good, bad? What are your thoughts on it? No difference. See, ultimately, mm. noise cancellation headphone does prevent outside noise from coming to your ear. Am I right mm. in understand? Correct. Yes. So, how is that? It plays an
1: anti frequency so that it balances out the outside noise.
0: Yes. So, that is only to make you listen with more intent so that the background or the outside environmental noise doesn't disturb your conversation or your understanding of the meeting. So, Mm. that way, I don't think that has any role to play. It is again, if you're using whatever headphone at an exceedingly high volume or for a prolonged duration, you are going to get into trouble with your ears and that is mm. the root cause of the problem noise cancellation headphone or no noise cancellation headphone it is immaterial as per my understanding
1: and if you're using headphones use them at the lowest volume possible give yourself yes. a break once in a while that yes will help you us. can but... give a
0: break in fact the patient then comes sir i can't do without my headphones i have to do my meetings i have to live my life i said yes you have to live your life why don't you switch to a speaker phone for some time why don't you try to close the door and use a speakerphone instead of plugging the headphones and putting it at the maximum level of noise why don't you remove it for some time intervene with some speakerphone for two hours go back to headphones for two hours when it's not crucial change to speakerphone or use a bluetooth or uh, use a direct conversation Similarly, using mobile phones for very, very prolonged duration, the radiation part of it, that also has some amount of it. I say, okay, you switch to the good old landline when you don't need the mobile phone. Have a landline at home. So these are all very simple uh, lifestyle measures, which I think can be uh, good for uh, prevention aspect.
1: Interesting. Also, don't headphones cause like bacterial infections and stuff? Because you're isn't there moisture extra being created? Yes, 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 yes. That's a no completely float, different topic. Is. I'm not uh, that happens, talking right?
0: about it. Yes. So there I would say more than headphones, it's the earphones which go inside Earphone. the ear. So Got the it. earphones going inside the ear cause both friction as well as trauma and moisture and sweat increases, leads to fungal infections, wax getting pushed, ear aches and mm. those kind of problems which are all external. They're all easily treatable. I'm not at all worried about them tinnitus ah. is in a different league at all. Totally different, different. zone league. altogether. Absolutely. Yes, yes. These are all very simple. Yes. You get them treated, get the ear clean, put some ear drops, you will be fine with that. But those are all simple things. They are not at all things which are very uh, troublesome for us. But Inner ear issues, again, external ear, very easy to treat and middle ear, okay. But inner ear is the most difficult to treat. It's the most complex organ of our body with both hearing and balance functions. And we definitely need to give it the due respect it deserves. Very, very powerful. Last question before I leave you. Is uh,
1: people who go diving, for example, or adventure sports, right? Does Mm. tinnitus affect that? Is there a correlation? Have you noticed anything?
0: i think uh it is more of middle ear which participates in high altitude sports because it's more of fluid accumulation which happens whether it's just a simple thing like an aircraft descent suddenly or people who are sensitive experience excruciating ear pain sometimes to the point of deafness when there is a landing because of sudden barotrauma there it's the middle ear which works there again it is more easily treatable. We do see such patients, again, taking the other example which you gave, like skydiving or scuba diving, going deep sea diving. These are the situations in which the middle ear usually gets affected with fluid accumulation or even a negative pressure accumulation in the ear. So those things are, are different and they get treated slightly more easily and they are uh, mostly the middle ear which participates in such uh, Altitude variation uh, situations.
1: Dr. Vijay, thank you so much for coming and sharing this. You know, like like we said, it's is Awareness Month. And I think so yes. many people have it. It's so important to have this information yes, out yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. I will be. Thank you so much for sharing and coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure to interact with
0: you. How can people get in touch with you and this conversation forward? People are listening. Oh, yeah. See ya. I'll be available full-time at Manipal hospitals in Whitefield all the days. So if you want, you can look up Dr. Vijay ragachari You'll easily find me on Google and it won't be difficult to meet me if you have a problem regarding tinnitus or anything in the ear, nose and throat. And it was such a pleasure. It was an enriching experience for me to you know, uh, revise mentally all the things which we have been uh, reading and doing and it was Fun to be on your podcast. You're an amazing host. It was lovely meeting you and we look forward to more such interactions in
1: future. Done, for sure. Next time I come to Bangalore, definitely coming to get my tinnitus checked with you. I Thank you most so much. welcome and I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> Superb. Thank you so much, doctor. See you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you. So start these habits and share with us your progress using the hashtag TheHabitCoach. If you like this podcast, Don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com.